Wanna hear a joke? You gotta promise not to get upset or something. As if I'd get upset at a joke. What's a cheerleader's favorite drink? Root beer. Get it? Root? I can't believe you would make a cheerleading joke to last year's head cheerleader. I'll forgive you if you answer me this. What's the difference between a North Park cheerleader and a bag of trash? I don't know. What? Trash gets taken out more often. <laughs> <laughs> Better get a napkin. <laughs> Welcome to All Aboot Degrassi, the podcast where we bear witness to Canadian teens' trauma so you don't have to. Oh, I hope they watched it though. I do hope, I, it, this was traumatic, but I do this, hope everyone watched it. Yeah, this is a, this is a tough set, um, but I, I, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, yeah. Hi, Evan. <laughs> Hi, I'm Evan Goodrich. And I'm Nick Sahoya, and we host this show together. It's about How Degrassi. Exciting. Yeah. And we're starting season two. Season two. Brimp is back from Seattle. How are you doing, Brimp? Oh, it's I'm it's good. I'm good. I'm so happy to be here with my Degrassi boys. Uh talking Degrassi, Aww. talking uh, about new new character played by a guy named Jake Epstein. No relation. We'll get into no that. No relation. Later. Oh my god, you stole my line. I was just about <laughs> to say that. <laughs> uh so let me ask did you watch the season one finale are you going to watch the episodes that you're not present for the recording of Brim? you know i didn't and i wish i had because i feel like i missed some stuff it's oh you one. didn't you didn't get why ashley was like all isolated from the rest of the girls it seemed like she went to like camp without them or something i couldn't tell Do you want me to spoil it for you yeah I'm, i'd rather not go back she <laughs> she, she kills a couple of them oh and, no yeah, she murders she commits two acts of murder in the season finale yeah so honestly she should not be surprised that she's being isolated yeah <laughs> no, that'll happen uh, but anyway, let's talk about this episode, not the very exciting murder-filled season finale from last week. We are starting with the season two premiere, When Doves Cry, named after the song by Prince. This is what it sounds like when the doves cry. So from here on out, we are all we are all 80s songs for the next nine seasons, or eight seasons. So I'm glad they excited. figured it out. They must have had a meeting where they were like, look, guys, these episode titles are all over the place. What is mother and daughter reunion? Oh wait, that one that actually one was is a, a song. song. That's a song. No, it's the rest that's of them. That's the one like... that sounds least like a song because it literally is just the title. It makes so much sense with the episode. No, I like that they established a formula. It's like it makes sense because obviously it's harkening back to you know the original series, which took place in the '80s, and so and this this series is very indebted to the '80s in general. Mm. So I think it's As a good we touch. All are. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so this is our season premiere, and we're introduced to Degrassi's newest freshman, Craig Manning, played by Jake Epstein. I'm going to say the line, no relation to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> it's pretty so, funny. Nick, what is your relationship with Craig as a character? <sighs> Without getting too into, you know, future territory. Hmm. 
<laughs> like when when Emma and Cassie St- Manny when they were watching Craig go by in the hallway and just swooning after him that was fully 12 year old me I have been in love with this boy Aww. we're roughly the same age so I've literally been attracted to him every year we've both been alive <laughs> and he he has grown into a very hot man not all of my Degrassi uh, Degrassi crushes grew into hot adults but this man is he's gorgeous. very handsome he's very he handsome. spider-man on broadway what he can sing oh, oh and be spider-man i forgot about that oh my god i forgot about that oh he's so dreamy and in fact i had a crush on him before he was on this show because he was on a was show he, called, on? he was on a show called the zach files which oh. i think only ran for two seasons it was a a uh, show about a boy named Zach who had paranormal uh, incidents in his life, and he went to like a private school. And him and uh, I was called Jeffrey. Him and Jake Epstein. <laughs> him and Jake Epstein went to like a private school, and they wore cute little Catholic schoolboy outfits. And I was in love with both of them. And again, I was their age at the time. If I express. Mm. That these children are attractive. I'm speaking we're, through my twelve year old. We're we're not gonna cancel you for this. Um, <laughs> yes, we're understanding. Yeah, um. it's hard because literally this episode is so JT and uh, Craig focus, and those are two of my just school crushes when I was a little boy. Aww. I loved these boys so much. So I would have I would have been happy to be on a date with either of these boys. I'll take the funny one. I'll take the sad one with the big eyes, whichever. I'm oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I so I well, it's funny that uh, side note that Manny and Emma are crushing on this boy because Manny uh, actually we'll we'll get it later. <gasps> oh, cut, cut, we can't cut even talk. No, cut, don't cut, cut it. That's a fun tease. <laughs> Leave it in. But that's okay. That's a very well, we'll tease. we'll get into it later. But um, yeah. So my relationship with Craig. So I I mean I think he is undoubtedly one of the most memorable characters in the history of Degrassi. I think he's uh, one, one of the best written characters for sure. I think he is, dare I say, an infamous character to a degree. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he evolves, uh, without getting into it, he evolves a lot over the course of the show. And then his character takes, I think, honestly, like a lot of some of the most like dramatic turns of any character that's been on this show. But I, I don't know, but throughout all that, he still like remains this like really fascinating character. Um, and Jake Epstein is so good in this role, in this episode so in particular. Great. He's phenomenal. Um, I, I want to say something before we even get into the beat by beat. Hmm. I think this two-parter might be the best episode of Degrassi of all time. I actually don't think that's a hot take. I think that is that seems correct to me. I think it is the closest to being art <laughs> and cinema <laughs> it's I, still cheesy and canadian but it, it, it's, it's really melodrama. good acting. it's melodrama it's melodrama but it works all of the beats are earned i thought it was fantastic and i was crying for about the last 15 minutes Aww. i was look i'm a little seasonally depressed <laughs> I'm a little hungover. I don't know what that had to do with it, but <laughs> I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. I was crying. The second they got to the train tracks, I was bawling for the rest of the episode. So I think it's important to know also that this is the only time a season premiere of Degrassi has focused on a new character. Uh, Cause we've, you know, we've never met Craig before. And this is yeah. the first time where it was a good device. I wish they did it more often. Yeah. They've never, they've never done it since. And I, it's a really bold choice when you think about it. Cause like, you know, we don't have any history with this character. I mean, he has history, which we'll get into with 
the other characters yeah. but again like we open with this character we've never met before and it's it's a really strong choice i really appreciate it uh shall we just dive in yeah let's do it all right so we, we have a slightly different intro oh wait there's a scene before yes of course go ahead oh yeah i was gonna um, talk about the intro music but no well we need to talk about the intro scene first i forgot um so we open with craig manning clandestinely taking photos of joey who listeners may remember as one of the original degrassi alums who was in the series premiere uh he has history with kayla it was a whole thing it was a whole 10-year reunion thing thing. Mm -hmm. and so joey is playing with his daughter angela which and Joey was photographing this, which at first glance, well, Craig, is, um, Craig is photographing. Craig is photographing. Yes, sorry, Craig is photographing Joey playing with his daughter Angela, which at first glance seems pretty sus. It was weird. <laughs> you're like, what's what's I going on this is here? How we met this boy, this was pretty strange. <laughs> yeah. Um. So first time viewer, you're like, huh? All right. Uh, we'll come back to that, but um, but that's what makes it art. <laughs> yeah, but then we get a glimpse of Craig's home life with his father, who is, um, I would say, clearly abusive when he breaks a dish because Craig was late for dinner. It's kind of like an ugly Patrick Bateman type. That's the vibe I was getting. It's giving Christian Bale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Craig's dad is legitimately terrifying. He's um, so scary. The actor's really good. He doesn't overplay yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets sort of like tranquil fury yeah. a lot. Um, it's believable. And there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of eye movements that feel real. Yeah, everyone, to be clear, everyone is kind of on their A game in this episode, acting wise. It's, it's really Everyone's bad. a good actor in this. And I think it's because Toby has so few lines. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Leave him alone. I know. I should be. If it, Toby's an okay actor. I think the only actual bad actor is Spinner. Toby just I doesn't, also, I he's also, not given good things to do. I also disagree, but... You just, you just, um, I bet you think Spinner's cute, I'm, because I'm, he's, I don't, he was older when you started watching it. No, he's fine, um, but... I bet you like him. Craig, Craig Manning was my type as, as a child. Um, no, I guess he does, um, now that I think about it, he does kind of look like your boyfriend. <laughs> what, Jewish? <laughs> no just all skinny big eyes uh, all right um so it's the first day of the new school year and um okay so we gotta get into this i'm confused about this and i want your thoughts so for some reason obviously from a storytelling perspective we know well we have grade eights eighth graders to you know americans um and grade nines uh, and they're all under the same roof, and these characters we have to follow. So how the show goes about hand-waving this, um, because normally ninth graders would go to high school, and eighth graders would stay in middle school, and instead the show explains it as, through Miss Kwan, she says that the high school was shut down due to a quote-unquote last-minute board decision, and so now all of the high school students are in the middle school, yeah, now? I think I I thought that was weird too. I think what it was is the Joker was like, I'm gonna blow up one of these schools, and and two faces in one of them, and Rachel Dawes is in the other one, and you have to pick. But he actually tricked Batman, and he made him go to the wrong one. Another Christian Bale reference. Yeah, I'm, I've been thinking theme. about him a lot. Yeah, <laughs> is he on your mind a lot. Well, you know, he's in a lot of films. You know, he's mm. he's in the MCU and he's Batman. That's pretty weird. Mm, wow, traitor. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the logistics of this 
at all of the mcu no that too but uh (laughs) yeah this school i'm like what school board decision like we're like oh we're shutting i don't know i would assume something with like taxpayer dollars i don't know it seems impossible (laughs) it seems impossible and untenable but whatever the thing is silly thing (laughs) we're rolling with it like an extra thousand kids in this school yeah right shut up no it makes it makes no sense at all but it's also funny because the show after this never addresses this ever again like Degrassi goes on like this school goes on to just become a high school next season when all of our characters are in high school it's always called Degrassi community school right so wouldn't Mm -hmm. you assume that they just kept it being a like grade six to twelve I guess like in a gas I I feel like that does happen I know but I do feel like that happens in big cities like sometimes the school just has to be so big and service people in like a small area that it's like six to 12. Mm. I feel like that happens. Hmm. I mean, this is definitely a small, smaller school. So yeah, but there's some other rooms we don't see. There's, <laughs> we don't I see mean, the these, whole school. These teachers man. are apparently now teaching sixth through 12th grade, which, which again, I'm hard. just like, how does that work? Just logistically. I don't know. They didn't think this through. I don't think, um, anyway, no. we're all, we're all under the same roof. Um, they could have literally just done one season where the younger kids were at a different school and, you know, like down the street, but they didn't want to do a different set, I guess. So this was their solution. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's fine. We won't question it. Um, also, Miss Kwan's hand is bandaged and that's never addressed, um, which is funny. Well, that might come up in my fan fiction, you know? <laughs> what, what do you think happened there? I think, you know what? I think that sometimes Miss Kwan goes out just to have a cocktail with her friend Miss Obey, mm, but sometimes Obey, yeah. she she needs to work out some of the rage that built up, not because of her husband's sickness, but just because she had to put that negative energy somewhere. She loves her husband. She was happy to care for him. But what are you supposed to do when your life is derailed in such a way? She goes out to a seedy dive bar, and she gets into a fight with the first idiot man who looks at her cockeyed, and they don't realize that she does P90X. She beats the shit out of them. <laughs> but it does hurt her hand. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. See, my guess is something involving a pencil sharpener, but that that's oh, good okay. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so okay. So Craig quickly makes friends with our favorite bad boy, Sean. I actually like this duo. This was cute. I really like this duo. And I feel and, like we <laughs> And I loved Jimmy like looking on sitting with spinner like looking on at sean being friends with craig and like oh i could be hanging out with craig and i'm stuck with fucking spinner <laughs> no they're both like fuck these guys no but you could tell jimmy was like oh, i'm fucking stuck with this dead weight over here i thought uh spinner mocking uh craig or Sha- i forget which one he mocks but he like you know he does like it's not like it's not an embarrassing thing that the person no it's not it's like no that's the thing it's so funny it's like like, hey do you know where the bathroom is oh hey do you know where the bathroom is yeah exactly that's not an insult that's funny i think it's so funny i think it's a really good moment i'm gonna start Um, doing that to uh to people when i'm out at a bar i'll just say what they say so (laughs) annoying um (laughs) i'll just say what they say back at them in a weird annoying (laughs) voice those hateful thing um it's too bad that we don't get to see more of Craig and Sean's friendship. Um, but we have this episode at least. 
So. We do. The fanfic authors can go wild from here. They, you know, they didn't. They weren't meant to be friends, but they needed each other right now. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And sometimes we have that, and they can, you know, in our life. they can treasure that time together, however short it was. Mm-hmm. So, also, every girl, as we discussed earlier, just finds Craig incredibly hot. Can you? Which, you know them? what? I get it. I mean, look yeah. at that boy. That boy he's is so, so sad. He's so sweet. He's, he's so, so he's just, sad, and he's he just needs a little bit of help. He has puppy dog <laughs> eyes. He's so full sad. on. Uh, meanwhile, Paige is complaining about her quote unquote mullet and not having enough <laughs> money to get it. Fa- okay, okay, I want to talk about this for a long time. <laughs> is this a mullet? No, <laughs> someone pinned her hair weird so that they could say that it's a problem with her hair length. Uh huh. Yeah, it yeah. made no sense. I don't know. I was wondering, like, I was like, did the actress actually have like something happen to her hair, and they were like writing it in as like, I mean, it's not a mullet. To be clear, this is not a mullet. No, it's not at all. But well, I'm, like, there maybe... was a lot of stylistic changes over the summer, so I feel like maybe they were trying to like play off of that. Maybe I don't. I mean, I don't know. I feel like <sighs> everyone's oh, hair this... looked like shit. I, I do want to say that <laughs> everyone came back from summer, and this happens on school shows sometimes, where everyone comes back and they got a fresh new look for the new year, and it's just like, no, you should stick with the thing that you looked mm. good in. Yeah, like, they're like, I'm just... gonna. If it ain't broke, my... don't fix it. <laughs> I'm going off of that, I remember when my sister went into sixth grade and my sister was like, I really want to like shake up my look and do something yeah. really bold. And my sister thing. was like, and my sister wanted to get like a bob and which, you know, cool, love a bob. But um, she went to get her haircut at um Walmart because we were <laughs> Wait, poor. <what>? And <laughs> they, they have a haircutter there? They did. Um, like, like, yeah. So um, they do it a lot of stores like that. Um. Or at least he used to. Uh, and so we went to Walmart and my sister asked for this like high fashion bob it's from so this funny. woman who probably like cuts little boys hair normally. <laughs> um, and so my sister came back with um, an actual mullet. So tying it all in. I mean, she was a trendsetter. Like every fucking person in Echo Park has a mullet right now. So <laughs> no, exactly. just she referencing was, your sister. She was ahead of her time. She has a mullet now. Or she's had her a mullet off and on over the years since. So, you know, she was just, yeah, ahead of her time. Well, um, I also decided to change up my look for the new season of the podcast, which is, of course, why I'm wearing skin tight leather. And no one has said anything about it. And I would appreciate, you know. Mm, yeah it's that. it's it, the skin tight leather is sitting just out of frame you can't see it but it's, it's yeah there. only my <laughs> only my face is in the zoom window <laughs> i'm just a hovering head but yeah trust me i'm wearing all mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah um, you're wearing chaps i'm wearing like leather man leather from <laughs> from american horror story <laughs> you remember him i do i didn't watch that show but i remember that it's a bad show uh um, let's talk about a good so, show this show let's talk about <laughs> that's a great segue um yeah so Paige is complaining about her mullet and she doesn't have enough money to get it fixed um this will become plot relevant later so we're mentioning it now yeah it's um, interesting because it's there's so few scenes with the b plot because the a plot is so heavy and intricate mm-hmm. it's almost it's a little jarring when we go back to this like very light um low stakes b plot but i think on top of that there's also just fewer scenes of it i think i think we'll get like three or four craig scenes before we even go check in with jt and page again 
Yeah, and we'll get into it more, but like also the the Craig plot is it involves so many different players that like yeah. it, you know even when you're not with Craig, you're with the A plot still with other people who with are involved. Emma and yeah. Joey. But we'll we'll get into that. Um, Spike. No snake. Eh. They were at the barbecue. <laughs> they, they, they were there. They were yeah in the background. Um, so I also like we get these. You don't remember checks. when Archie called uh, Spike old? <laughs> You don't remember that? It's like, boy, you yeah, better was... take a look in the mirror. She, you are lucky to be hanging no, out with this he woman. He mastered the art of the neg before <laughs> the neg was a thing. So, a lot of trendsetting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like how we get all these little check-ins with other characters too, because you know it's a new year, mm-hmm. and so we're just you know checking up on the character dynamics since the last season. Like Jimmy and Spinner still hate Sean. Emma and Sean still aren't speaking to each other. Uh, Paige is still mad at Ashley for calling her a hag. You know? Like, Degrassi's back, baby. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty small thing to be mad about. <laughs> the hag comment, you know? Well, I think she just needed an excuse to hate Ashley. She was yeah, crazy. I think she gets off on turning everyone against Ashley. Mm-hmm. I feel like if... I feel like Ashley being ostracized still more than anything is like a failure of PR. Like if she if she really got the messaging out there early, she could have handled this. Mm -hmm. She could have been like, Paige invited all these people over to my house. I I guess we're spoiling it for Brimp. (laughs) Paige invited all these people over to my house and turned it into a party. Got me in huge trouble with my parents. They said family meeting. Uh, I think that she could have spun it in a way where she was the victim. Mm. That's what I would have done. Mm. I'm really good at we'll we'll, we'll we'll check back on in on her in, yeah. in a few episodes. Um so but okay. her hair looked the worst. Her hair looked like shit. Yeah, her hair looks fine. Her hair she, looked terrible. No, she doesn't have triangle hair anymore. I it's know. An improvement. It, it, she made it worse. No, <laughs> nothing is worse than the triangle worse. hair. The triangle it hair looks... was a choice. This looks like she's been living in a cave. And no, she was like, it looks fine. Oh, I gotta go to set. <laughs> no, it looks fine. She looks fine. So after school, Craig takes more photos of Angela on the playground, which, again, real Stranger Danger vibes here. Creepy. <laughs> but it turns out that Angela knows Craig and is excited to see him. And it's revealed that Craig is Angela's half-brother. <gasps> a half-brother is such a like soap opera-y like, choice, you know? It's like you're inherently like torn between two families, which is mm-hmm. just like a very soapy dynamic to operate under. Yeah, it adds to the intrigue, you know? There's like, oh, this is, you know, families who have been, you know you know, uh, separated and, mm-hmm. you know. So, Joey's wife, Julia, was Craig's mother, but she left Craig for, sure, she left Craig's dad for Joey. For Joey. Presumably and Joey because... is hotter than him, so I get it. I, no. Yeah, no. by a lot. Yeah. Well, presumably she <laughs> left him, not because he was hotter, but because... Craig's dad is an abusive asshole. Oh, oh yeah, that, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Um, and so Julia and Joey had Angela. So Angela is Craig's half sister. That's the yes. that's the the family tree we're working with. Um, I really like this plot point, but it does make me curious about the math here because okay, the age. So, yeah, so Joey is only thirty, which is surprising, but true. Um, so either Julia was like a lot older than him when they I were together, 
or she had Craig when she was like 15. So I think she was just an older woman. I think she was just an older woman. Joey totally seems like the type yeah. that would like shack up with an older lady who's like a cougar. And she would like see him as like a young prize. I, I'd buy well, that. And, she's, and, and he's like rescuing her from like a bad, bad marriage, you know? It's like. Also, she died. It writes of, itself. The thing is, though, she died of old age. <laughs> She, she was 100. <laughs> oh, my God. So oh, my had, God. She had, she had Angela very late in her, like, 90s. Uh, well, she had Craig very late. Oh, wait, yeah. She <laughs> yeah, had that, Craig that, very that late. That case. Um, <laughs> 75. <laughs> these eggs yeah. are still going strong. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, okay. So that's that's the only thing that I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And it's never addressed. But I'm like, that's just a curious, the math is curious. Um, so back at school, Toby... We're in our B plot again, um, <laughs> for those keeping score. Uh, Toby has devised some sort of like algorithmic web app to calculate JT's odds of dating one of okay. the upperclassmen girls. Okay. okay, so we agree this is not in a dream, right? This is happening in the <laughs> this real is life. Happening. This is so happening. So he made that fucking search engine. He... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, I, I don't know he about made that it. still, but um, this strains credulity i would say this um, is so implausible he literally is describing facebook and i don't know no, how he did Zuck. he was mark zuckerberg before mark zuckerberg i don't know how he aggregated all these pictures of his classmates did he scan them in with last year's yearbook like i'm so curious this is one of those moments where like and degrassi has so many of these moments where it's like kids don't do this and you just have to be like <laughs> you know what this is these are these are tv they're just like really gifted kids i don't know they're really overachieving kids um so sure let's just take <laughs> let's, sure he made an algorithmic web app great but then um, also for the rest of the episode and it's barely acknowledged he's running around with an eyeball on a fork that is a web camera. Did you see uh, this prop? Yeah, I, I did. I did. I, I had to pause it. No. I had to go back because I thought it was just like a, a golf ball on a stick. But yeah, I looked so, yeah, it's a webcam. It's a webcam. I don't know how he has reception wirelessly. I don't think that existed at this time. He is filming JT doing stuff, but the camera is an eyeball with veins that is stuck onto a fork. Did we see it? Does it have veins? <laughs> It had little veins. I didn't see that. Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, this is just shorthand. We're just saying, look, he's techie. He's smart. For I wish they know, would lean into that more because then he would have some, like, personal attributes that would distinguish him from the other characters in the show. I, I wish we spent oh time with Toby tinkering with his tech. I would love to get to know what he likes, you know? I don't know anything about this boy. He's oh my just running God, around yes, in the do. background hate, doing insane you hate things. Him. I hate him. Okay. I don't um, hate the actor. I hate the character. But, I love you, Jake Goldsby. But I love you. But JT has his eyes set on getting a date with Paige <laughs> because he well, he wants a challenge. What does he um, say? He says like, "Wowie, wowie." He, <laughs> what does he, he say? He has like oh, a eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and he went like, arr, arr, and like slobbered yeah. and turned into a cartoon hey, like, wolf. Yeah, yeah. He, like. Yeah. pounded the floor with his foot. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. else and did his, the cartoon wolf? Yeah, and his heart goes like boom, 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 boom. All that stuff happened in this. Yeah, show. yeah, exactly. Um, so jumping back into our very somber A plot. Um, later we see Joey and Angela visiting Julia's grave, and Angela lets slip that she talked to Craig, and <laughs> Joey's like, "What?" And then he sees Craig secretly photographing them this from the afar. Again. 
Um, and so uh, Joey tries it, to confront him, but Craig it, just runs off. It's so funny because for, oh, I want to say a couple things. First of all, Angela, the little girl, good kid actor. She's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. She does a good job. I believe that the hard expositional weight that is put on her, I feel like she delivers. Yeah. Um, but while I thought most of this episode was pretty well written, this was the most hilariously convenient moment of what you talk to craig has craig been following you has craig been following us turns his head craig is like leading out all the way from behind a gravestone not hidden at all snapping pictures yeah it is funny but like i'm like oh craig you're just like stalking them (laughs) it was he's fully stalking them i i think it's a very good episode of Degrassi. I thought that was the one laugh out loud stupid moment that really needed to be shot or edited differently. <laughs> oh, I think it's so fine. Silly. I think it's fine. Um, it was too convenient. It was so silly. I well, laughed out loud. there's another moment we'll get to later that I think is a bit more uh, silly. Egregious. But, um, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So Craig runs off when Joey tries to find him, and so later on at dinner, Craig's dad reveals that Joey called their house, which raises his suspicions so yeah clearly there's still a lot of bad blood and i guess he didn't families. really leave a detailed message because at this point craig's dad doesn't really know what's going on all he says is mm-hmm. do you know joey why called. joey would call yeah yeah so we're still in the dark or his dad is still in the dark here um so we're building a mystery here um to um to uh accidentally quote sarah mclaughlin <laughs> um <laughs> So it's cool the next day, Miss Kwan's English class. Um, okay, here's a fun scene. Miss <laughs> Kwan's English class is delivering like oral presentations of some sort where they introduce themselves and they're also wearing funny costumes for some reason. I, what do you think I, is going on here? I think this was a drama class. And okay. I think what it is, is like that scene in Fame where they have to tell a story that makes them cry. You know what I'm talking about? Where they give the passion this. speeches, I think is what they're called. It's a, it's a dumb art school thing that I thought, mm, right. I kind of got what they were going for with this, but I'm a full theater kid, so I I was very unfazed by, by this. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I was watching and I was just kind of like, oh, this is an interesting thing to just bring up without any context, without like, because you know sometimes we'll do the thing where like, oh, t- today's assignment is this, and then you know they sort of contextualize it. I like. What if this is a Canadian tradition, and on the first day of school, <laughs> everyone puts on a funny hat and tells a story? <laughs> That's we didn't fun. see it in last week. Uh, I don't think we saw the first day of school last year. Uh, so that's I, why I, we don't, I think we did. Um, uh, you might be right. Well, so, I mean, I like it because I, I think this is actually like a very believably like English class thing to do. Like, yeah. you know, and very like, yeah, very art school, very like, oh, let's have, we're going to, you know, bear our souls to each other and we're all wearing a funny outfit and this is like a, a theater, you know, technique to get to know to one another. I, I buy it. I buy it as a thing that they would do in class. But it is do you fun. think there was any like deep seated symbolism to Craig's hat being a Viking? No, <laughs> I feel do like you? it's like he, yeah, I feel like it's like he's going on a journey of discovery, and he wants to go to new lands <laughs> and set up a new mm. home. Mm. <laughs> You're like the curtains are not just blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Craig he gives what Miss Kwan calls um a very existential introduction in which he waxes poetic about the insignificance of his existence. Um, 
I like the scene a lot. It was good. It was lit nicely. It was very, uh, it was moody. I, was, I mean, and like Craig is obviously, he's certainly that kind of kid who's like, I am moody. I'm angsty. Here's my, uh, you know, monologue about the meaninglessness of my existence. Um, and I, I don't know, it gives a glimpse into where his head is at. Yeah. Which is like... We're learning about him slowly. I, I do think this is a really great way to introduce a character. Yeah. I mean, it's a little, you know, is it ham-fisted? Is it obvious? Like, is it kind of like, you know, silly? Sure. But it's like, I don't know, this is Degrassi. Like, this is... This, this is, is literally as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think, it, and I think it's effective. I think it works. Yes. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like Craig is that kid who's like, oh, I've tried to read Nietzsche. I don't understand it, but, <laughs> you know, I've opened it. Um, I, I feel I, like there's an alternate reality where he ages into Timothy Chalamet's character from Lady Bird. Like, they're very mm. adjacent in some ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, so later, Craig approaches Emma, who... We find out, well, since we we know actually because she was in the beginning of the episode um, when Baby Craig was sitting taking Angela. photos. Yeah. yeah, so Emma babysits his sister Angela and he reveals to Emma that they had met uh, years ago before at his mom and Joey's wedding. Um, and Emma's like, oh, that's right. I did know you from that. And so Have Emma you ever had that where like the hottest person in the bar and like all your friends are talking about him and then he comes over and he's like oh hey do you remember when we were like at that work event together and you're like ooh, i've got the inside connection emma must have been very excited by this uh yeah because he's hot um yeah. and manny can't like contain herself manny's like yeah oh, i know yeah. manny's being yeah no, now she's turned into a cartoon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so emma invites craig to come to her mom's birthday party so he can see angela um and also so they can see craig uh, fringe benefit, of course. Um, so okay, so the the thing that's funny from a meta perspective about um, Manny thirsting after Craig so hard is um, so Manny, when you realize that Manny's uh, her actress Cassie Steele uh, is the older sister of, of Angela's actress Alex Steele, <gasps> and so really, oh yeah, oh yeah. What? I yes. never knew that. That's yes. so interesting. Yes. So uh, wow. Manny and Angela's okay. actresses are sisters. Um, <gasps> wow. So something new every day. Yeah. Look so, at you using that Degrassi wiki knowledge. Yeah. You know, educating the fan base. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, my years at the wiki paid off. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So Manny is, or Cassie Steele is playing Manny, who is thirsting after her actress's characters. Half brother, so you you do the math. It's funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Craig's dad. Okay, so before we get into the serious talk, mm. I want to say something. Craig's dad calls him Craiger, which is a terrible nickname. There's something going <laughs> on in the Degrassi writers' room where they think having a weird nickname, because like Tobes. And people call oh, Terry Tobes Tear. No, Tobes is psychotic. Tobes is they they have had a discussion where they were like, if we want to show that a character and another character have history, they have to have a fucking bonkers nickname for yeah, them. Yeah, it's shorthand. I don't call you Evs. You people call me Ev. At least Brimp is a different thing. We're not calling him Breh. You know. <laughs> What about B? Just B? I guess, well, B is kind of nice. Hey, B. Um, I don't well, know. All of these names are already short for something. 
Craig is short for Gregory, I guess. <laughs> Toby is short for Tobias. Terry is sh- okay. That's well, true. No, this argument is falling apart. Tobias. But I do. Um, I my original point stands. These nicknames are dumb. No one would well, ever Craig, call I think Craiger is supposed to be kind of dumb because it's like clearly his dad is not the type to be like, hey, Craiger. Like he's like establishing like false intimacy. Well, then have that be the character choice for this one character and not every character. Because Tobes every is a real nickname. It's not. No one. That's not the same. Okay. Your name, if you are listening right now and your name is Toby, please write in and tell us if anyone has ever called you Tobes please, on the please regular. Do. I please think do. it hasn't happened. I disagree. So Craig's dad, who we find out is named Albert, which is a very sinister name, if you ask me. Albert uh, Wesker. Yeah. Resident Evil. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Albert not, never... Nobbs. Pretty sinister character also. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that movie's about. But... Uh, Glenn Close is cross-dressing in it, I think. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's a movie uh, in Hollywood, so if it's about a cross-dresser, they're probably evil. Mm-hmm. So Craig's dad, Albert, confronts Joey at his car dealership uh, about Craig. And Joey expresses concern over Craig and wants him to be able to spend more time with Angela. But Albert is not having it. And so he tells Joey to stay away from Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I, which, I don't know, it puts Joey in a tough situation. But um, I felt, I really felt for Joey in this. Yeah, I mean, I, especially I when wonder... that dude showed up at his job, it's like, oh, this is getting intense very quickly. Yeah, I know. I mean, you really have to sort of, um, you know, put on airs there. Um, yeah, but he doesn't even have the freedom to be like, hey, this is my property. Fuck off. Like he's he's really trying to like make something work here. Yeah, he wants just... to be a peacekeeper. Yeah. yeah, and he's just getting nothing but resistance. It was it was a bummer. Yeah. So back in subplot land, uh, JT officially asks Paige on a, to go on a date with him, to which she laughs in his face. Um, but then Hazel and Spinner bribe Paige with enough money to get her quote-unquote mullet fixed if she goes on a date with him. Wasn't it $30? $30. And she was it like, seems like you're going to spend $30 on the date, probably. Well, I guess JT's buying, because, you know. I guess. Um, she did her, say that. He's her sugar baby or whatever. Um... But like, Your sugar a, daddy can be younger than you. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah. I don't mean to gatekeep sugar daddies out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, sugar daddies of all age, we love you. Well, I do think it's like, okay, like, because the alternative was like, oh, you'll have to c- clean out your parents' garage and they'll pay you 30 bucks to do it. And like, Paige acted like that was a fate worse than death. Um, so I mean, yeah. I would rather go on a date with JT, even if I thought he was gross, than clean out a garage. That seems like a better deal i guess i mean i think we're just getting the sense of like oh you're a bit pampered aren't you you're a little <laughs> bit of a pampered princess she's like a cleaning a garage that would be the word and being paid for it that's not that my does sound like a nightmare job though because the thing is it's it's all your parents old shit and you have to check in with them constantly anyway so it's like why don't you guys just do this yourself oh i'm sure they would i'm sure it would be that bad i, I believe cleaning out garages <laughs> attics <laughs> it teaches you the value of a dollar um (laughs) so okay so we're at spike's birthday party and joey arrives and he's surprised to see craig there and craig did not have a good plan by the way he was like i'm gonna go stand over here by this bush it's like go inside so you have to use the bathroom 
Well, I mean, I feel like there's just like there's no getting around. Like, oh well, we're gonna see each other eventually. So they're just like, okay. no, he was like hiding. I, well, I just think that's sort of a Craig natural had to response. Go, Joey had like, to go like, Craig, Craig, is that you? Well, and even then, to... even then, Craig was like, I, I think I can still get out of this if I don't turn my head and look at him. Well, <laughs> I know? think it's just sort of like a natural response to like you know he he doesn't want to confront this. And yeah, he's maybe like, he's disassociating. He's shrinking into himself. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, yeah, and like you know, you're a teenager. Like I, I did that all the time as a kid. Um, so yeah, Joey's surprised to see Craig there, and so he pulls Craig aside and tells him that his dad doesn't want him to be around him or Angela. And obviously, this upsets Craig, so Craig just leaves. Uh, but when he gets home, that was pretty hot. When he was like, "Thanks for the hot dog," I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh!" You, I was in love get, with this boy. You might get for canceled. Many years. <laughs> I was in love with him for many years. That's all I have to say. Aww. I'm still in love with him. Aww. I think he's straight, and I think he's also married. But if he wants to go on a date with me, I'm married too, so it's fine. I'll just go on a date. You should you should slide into his DMs. I'll, I'll message him. I'll message him from the Olibut Degrassi <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram and say, hey, want to go on a date? And I'm I bet sure. he'll say yes. I'm sure he would be charmed. Um, so to, to switch gears to, uh, something really sad, um, so Craig goes home and his dad, having found his photographs of Angela and Joey, proceeds to just beat the shit out of him in a scene yeah. that is genuinely terrifying and then leaves Craig severely bruised. Yeah. Uh, this was really rough to watch. Um, I think once again, both actors are at the top of their game doing good mm. stuff. Yeah, but really heavy. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't feel too exploitative though. Like a lot of the stuff they do for shock value on this show does feel like really, almost like cynical in in some ways. This does mm -hmm. feel like very heartfelt and like it's really trying to tell an honest but upsetting story. You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. It's not overplayed. It's it, yeah. It doesn't feel exploitative. It just. It's just hard to watch um i mean there's yeah no, no way to really lighten this up except for to just uh sit with it um so we immediately that's go the end of part one yeah yeah that's the end of part one we just immediately Bef go into the well i was gonna say before we move on to part two on a lighter note we do see heather sinclair's leg at the end <laughs> of the miss kwan uh passion speech scene do you did, did we you see her that? leg do we see her leg it's almost know. definitely her because she he goes and sits down and the shot stays on him and you hear miss kwan say heather sinclair come up and give your speech and you see what looks like a girl in a skirt walk walk by i think she's wearing like a denim skirt mm. Mm. heather sinclair cameo very rare i think that's the only only time we see her on screen is there one other time where we see like everything but her face? Is that you true? You never see her face, but you might see like the back of her head once. I, I think, think we might see the back of her um, head. Okay. So in the follow-up episode, we go pick up immediately where we left off. And um, so Craig's dad is uh, trying to make amends with him. And he hands him a fat wad of cash to buy himself a new camera to replace the one that uh, his dad broke in his roaring rampage from the episode before. Um. This wad of cash will come into play later on in the episode. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, wad of cash. yeah, che Chekhov's wad of cash, exactly. So, meanwhile, Paige agrees to go out on a date with JT, 
who is unaware that Spinner and Hazel are bribing her. Uh, or a bribe, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll get back with that. Unless there's anything you want to say about that. No, no. What's weird, though, is, and I'm just thinking about this, is Toby is following them around on the date with the little webcam. And also Hazel and Spinner are following them around and spying on them. And also they go see a movie. So did they go spy on them while they were watching the movie? Like, I, they weren't I don't spy- understand the logistics so of this. They weren't spying. They just happened to see Spinner and Hazel happened to just see Hazel, right? Were they spying? No, them? no, they're there to crash the thing because at the end of the date, they say like, oh, because they see them having fun. Mm-hmm. And they say they sort of make fun of her for having a good time and crash the party by giving the cash. Mm-hmm. So they were there to embarrass JT or to get their money's worth. Like, oh, you're going right. to describe the date you went on? No, that's not 30 bucks worth. I right. want to watch it happen. Right. Um, that's very mean. <laughs> but yeah, just also, I'm like, did Toby and Spinner and Hazel ever, like, they were appearing from the same corner and they like, was Toby there too? You see the camera on a stick. I swear to fucking God, you see the little Do ball. Do you see Toby? I don't think so. Okay, I think he's hiding behind a plant. I, I don't think this is... I, I don't, I'm gonna, I don't... You talk for a minute. I'm going to pull up the moment on screen and show it to you. All right. Um, I don't remember this. Um, it, it happened, I swear. Okay. So, talk about the abuse. <laughs> so... So later that day, Emma invites Craig to come over with her to pick up Angela from school. Um, and I have to say, I really like the friendship between Emma and Craig. I, it's entirely really cute. Yeah, it's really cute. It's entirely platonic, which is rare on this show because, you know, the the when Harry met Sally rule of men and women can't be friends is, you know, usually actually played pretty straight on this show. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I wish we got more, got to see more of their friendship going forward. But again, they have this episode, and it's and it's nice. Um, so Craig convinces Emma to let him take Angela to the park, where Angela discovers Craig's bruises. Um, and he tries to play it off, you know, because obviously she's a child. Um, but when Joey comes back to pick her up, Emma tells him that uh, Angela is with Craig. So Joey rushes off to find them. And then in a very teenagery, very impulsive move, Craig suggests to Angela that they get bus tickets to go to British Columbia. Okay, I found it. <laughs> ridiculous. Did you find it? Yes. I don't know if it's going to... Oh, that's not showing up. I'm going to screen cap it and text it to you right now. But okay. yes, all of that happened. And it's very high stakes. And I actually stopped taking notes in the back half of the episode because I was so... Uh, I was just kind of like enthralled with it. I, I was. I was genuinely invested, and I was like, the only things I want to take notes about are these kind of silly little date scenes. But like, once we get back to like Craig and Sean and Emma, I was like, this is all fucking dynamite. <laughs> it is. Uh, high drama. So, yeah. So Craig has had this idea to go to British Columbia with Angela, which is like obviously ridiculous. Um, and I think maybe he knows this, but uh, but then Joey finally finds them, and Angela tells Joey about Craig's harebrained idea, and so Joey storms off with her, and he tells Craig to stay away. Um, which I don't know. I think this is Joey's something of doing an overreaction. It's it's an overreaction. I think he would probably walk it back later if you know things didn't get out of hand with 
with Craig's dad, you know. But like in this moment, if I if I even like thought there was a chance that a child, whether he used to live in my house or not, was going to take my kid away, I would I would go nuts. Yeah, I guess sort of my feeling on it, which, you know, again, it's in the moment. So obviously, you know, I don't think anyone's thinking really clearly, but like you would think Joey would be a little more concerned for Craig if something like that happened, like if with everything that's going on. And also, I feel like surely he knows what a bad guy his dad is, right? Like. Surely his wife had horror stories to tell him. You know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's it seems like he's being like a like woefully naive about Craig's home life, um, and not taking that into account. I I don't know. I wanna give I wanna give Joey the benefit of the doubt on this. He's he's taking care of his family, he's running his business. You you don't see every I'm serious. Yeah. It's a lot no, like yeah. he's running a he's running a business. He's not That's working true. at the dealership. He's running that business. We find out at a certain point that, you know, it's not always financially viable. Mm-hmm. He's gotta take care of his kid. You know, I could see him being very overwhelmed by all that yeah yeah no i agree i guess i just like i would i something like this happening i wouldn't i would again this is my rational brain talking and i don't think they're thinking rationally in this moment but it's like i would think oh there's something going on with craig uh maybe i should you know try to be you know comfort him or be there for him or you know uh in my mind of just storming off in my mind, Joey is already operating from a position where it's like every time I talk to Craig, I risk making things worse with mm. both his father and his situation because I don't think he realizes that Craig's dad is like that abusive. But I do think he's like, well, this is not helping Craig to like talk to him and create more drama for him at home. You know, mm-hmm. like I think he was vaguely aware of it, but I will excuse him for not wanting to like meddle too much. I mean, I do wonder, like, I, it, it actually does raise a question. I'm like, I wonder, you know, what him and his wife did talk about. Like, well, you know, if, if, you know, like, how long has his, has Craig's dad been like this? You know, how long has he yeah, been? Yeah, maybe, this? maybe it's gotten worse. Maybe it, like, mm-hmm. got worse after she left. That would yeah. make a little more sense. That would, no, that would make sense. So yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, stuff to contemplate here. But, Let's um, stop speculating and talk about what's on the screen because it's all really good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, so back at Craig's house, um, his dad comes home to a call from Joey, and Craig just immediately books it to his room and this locks was so the door scary. behind him. It felt really real. The fact that he had like installed locks on the inside of his bedroom I door, three locks. I mean, I would honestly the the chain one is worthless. Worthless though, you just need the one where the like metal bar, you know, that you have in hotel rooms mm-hmm. where like the bar goes over the other bar. Right, right. Yeah, the chain doesn't do shit. Does it not? If someone kicks down the door, you I mean, think that little well, chain I is mean, gonna... I mean, well, so his his dad uh, is having no part of this, because, um, so, yeah, okay, so Craig, like, knows what's coming, obviously, <laughs> with all these locks, um, which is very heartbreaking and very ter- terrifying. Um, and then he quickly packs a bag, and then his dad storms up the stairs with a golf club and tries to break the door down. So to your point, yeah, that chain isn't going to do much. Yeah, that that was truly horrifying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, the great acting just makes it even scarier. Mm -hmm. Um, And he runs off and he he goes to the train tracks with Sean. Yeah, he jumps jumps out the window and escapes to hang out with Sean. Yeah, was he on the first floor? (laughs) What was going on there? Uh, No, he was not because he was up the stairs. It'd be really funny if there was a shot that they cut out where he like lands like a uh, black widow like in that like superhero pose 
That would be good. That would be pretty cool. Uh, He's Spider-Man, so he knows how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Callback. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, also, like, I don't know. There's something very heartbreaking about him being on the phone with Sean, trying to like make quickly make plans with Sean. When you like, I don't know. I feel like I've been in that situation as a kid when like you know your parents angry at you, and you're like trying to like call someone to like reach out and like hope that your parent maybe won't like acknowledge it while you're on the phone with someone else you know yeah so it's like almost a way of like delaying the inevitable yeah um, it felt very real yeah it did um so uh at the mall <laughs> switching gears do we even need we covered all the mall stuff no they, no they no off. so Paige and jt are on their little date and she finds herself actually having a good time with jt mm -hmm. i guess we did we acknowledge we referenced this earlier but um she finds herself having a good time with jt to her surprise and yeah. um and they both tell terrible jokes, um, and they bond over that. I think they're great jokes. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, like, I semi-regularly will write uh, roast jokes as, like, a, a gig. Mm -hmm. And the the taking out the bag of trash line, I, I would fucking steal that and put it in a show. Why not? <laughs> it's an oldie true. but a goodie. <laughs> yeah, her joke was better than his joke. Yeah, root beer oh. was pretty bad. That was, that was a grown But I, um, I I knew the joke was coming and I was like trying to get into his mindset and I was like, oh, he's coming back from the like food court. So he was like filling up the sodas and he was like, oh, he's a saw root beer. beer. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's this great joke I know. She'll love it. <laughs> he, he wrote it down in his hand. Um, <laughs> um, but then Spinner and Hazel see them and uh, they pony up the money that they promised her um, and humiliate JT. Poor JT. It's very sad. Poor JT. Um, and he he put on his nicest little button-up shirt and his cutest sure little chain, and he was trying to look so fancy. <laughs> oh, God. He yeah. couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it was 2002. Um, <laughs> you can tell. Um, okay, so we see Craig and Sean, and they're hanging out around the train tracks, and Craig tells Sean that he plans to run away to BC. Y'all, this um, is where... I swear I fucking lost it. Yeah. Um, BC, I'm going to try not, not to not cry on the recording of this podcast. Aww. But literally from the, from the rest of the episode on, even before he stands in front of the train, I knew what was coming. And I heard the despair in Craig's voice. And he literally just wanted to be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I really related to that feeling. Well, and like, and the, and the sort of the question like triggers that response. Cause like Sean asks, well, cause try, Sean try, or Craig tries to get Sean to go with him to mm -hmm. uh, British Columbia. And, uh, Sean sees through this as the you know cry for help that it is, and so he asks Craig if his dad hits them, and um, you know Craig finds the perfect time to sort of disassociate when this train is uh heading their way, and Craig just refuses to get off the tracks and plays chicken with this train, and so uh, he forces Sean to just shove him out of the way, um, and then Craig runs away, and it's a uh, like while cackling in a you know, yeah oh my god way. what a choice yeah it's and i think that plays into some things we learn about craig later but um yeah no yeah foreshadowing for sure i, I mean it's... i i thought this was such a daring moment to put on tv this this boy had nothing to lose <laughs> it's really haunting like it was pretty I, intense yeah um and uh, yeah it's very uh, i don't know it's sometimes degrassi you know really plums some some dark depths and uh, this is one of those moments very good. Um, so Emma and Sean, they tell Joey about what happened, and they tell him that Craig's dad beats them. And Joey is skeptical of this until his five-year-old daughter tells him that she saw Craig's bruises, which 
again, I'm like, I don't know, Joey, you're being a little dense here. Well, Joey believes women. So when his daughter says it. He didn't believe Emma. Well, yeah, but he was he was like, I don't believe I don't believe Craig. <laughs> I don't believe Craig. And Emma's just telling me what Craig said. But Angela's saying she saw yeah, it. I believe but, women. Yeah, well, there you go. Um I, I mean again, I guess like I don't know. I find it hard to believe that Joey has no prior knowledge of how Albert behaves. But um You're whatever. really coming down hard on Joey. This is a hot I take just, I did not see coming. I don't know. I just feel like well, especially when he's like, Oh, that's a serious accusation to make. Uh, it's like Joey, you're being a little dense here. Um but... I, I see where you're coming from. I just I didn't read it that way. It's it's an interesting analysis. I, I, I this is um it's it's really I think it's I think it's I think all of his reactions are actually very plausible. I'm just yeah. like, mm, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I would be smart. I would, I would go in there. And I, I would punch the dad. <laughs> I would punch him right in his face. And then I would take his golf club and I would say hole in one bitch. And I'd, I'd hit him with the golf club. <laughs> and then everyone would clap. Everyone um... would clap. And there would be a helicopter and it would pick me up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's that's how it go. Are you telling me differently? No, I think you could do all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so Joey and Sean, they go looking for Craig, but can't find him. And uh, this is the moment where I was like, this is silly. This is the one moment. I think this episode's really great. This is the moment where I'm like, okay, this is silly. Because uh, they can't find him. Um, oh, and then sure. we get this yeah. unnecessary ploppy where Emma is, like, looking through their family photo album. And then she lands on a photo of Julia's gravestone. And she's like, you guys, I think I know you can find him. And it's like it's... the place where Joey was <laughs> like yesterday. You mean the place where Craig was where photographing you him. all? <laughs> Like, dude, la like, literally the last place I saw Craig. We didn't yeah, think to go look yeah, there. Yeah, it's like, okay. Um, I would have maybe checked there. That would have been one of the, you know, maybe not the first place, but like I would have I would have made it. Early my on, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like I'm like, why did we need to do that? I don't know. Why could it have been Joey who like brings it up to Sean? Like, I feel like there could have been a scene where they're in the car and Sean's like, Do you know where else he could be? And he's like, That would have been Joey could be like, Well, I think I might know somewhere else. And then like, and then they just go to the, you know. I, I think, think that makes want... sense. Because Emma is still essentially the main character of the show. Of they the want to include show. her. They yeah. want to have her involved. Right. Yeah. Um, that, but I think what you're pitching does make more sense. Uh, yeah. Um, and again, it just like makes Joey seem like really dense. Yeah, that so... does make him. That actually does make him seem pretty dumb. I'm, I'm coming around to your theory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just little things building up, but yeah. whatever. It's, <laughs> this is a minor point. Um, so they find Craig in the cemetery as. Emma said they would. And uh and Joey gets Craig to admit to his dad's abuse finally. And um Jacob's scene is just so good in this episode. He's great when he's calling Sean a liar. That I know that the felt denial. Like a really real moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I think is kind of contributes to maybe like why we don't see him and Sean hanging out again. Cause I feel like maybe this was just like a bit too real for Sean. Oh, I I would never hang out with this boy. No, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like it, I know, like as a viewer i'm like oh i want to see them together but it's like if you're this kid in your life and you're seeing someone who you just met recently and they're like being this like naked and vulnerable with you it's like that's that's a lot um yeah. and especially like i mean you know sean's obviously had a hard knock life but like even like i feel like maybe he's like oh i need to distance myself from this like this is too much um so it's like you, i get it but it is sad um i'm just shocked that jake epstein didn't like go on to 
do more things. He's, he's Spider-Man so on Broadway. That's he was thing. Spider-Man, and then it got canceled because I guess he had a lot of injuries. Um, I wonder if I wonder if that's why he couldn't act anymore. He got injured being Spider-Man. Oh, I don't know. He's, I mean, he's just really talented. He's very handsome. I just, he's, I, he's I, very I, cute. I want. He's on the show until him. he's a full adult, and it's okay to you know love him. So stick around, and <laughs> you'll see him grow into a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so back at school, Paige apologizes to JT about the whole bribery thing. And then she like incessantly negs him. <laughs> Negging is also a theme <laughs> in this episode because she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, you're a good day. If you weren't five foot one and in a different social strata, I might consider going out with you again. Um, and then she says, I only date up, which I thought was funny because it's like, are you talking about his height or his social status? It's a double entendre. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but apparently JT's charmed by her negging because, um, and but and he gets her to give him a kiss on the cheek out of the whole ordeal. So I guess they're even. Can I tell you guys something funny? Yeah, please. I, I cried at the scene too. What? <laughs> I think I was just I was I, I was still going. <laughs> I was still going, and I I was like, well, I know I'm gonna cry at the next scene, so I'm just gonna cry at this. Yeah, this is just residual tears. I think. I think so. <laughs> I don't think you. Were it was just moved. really sweet. It, it was like it a is very, sweet. It was it a nice sweet. antidote to the heaviness of the other scenes. Yeah, so I like think it. that's why. I like yeah it's a it's a chaser um and that's why i think like like, i think this subplot is fine even if it's like utterly forgettable but it's like i don't know it's just like it's very low stakes and it's not like so goofy like there's still because like you still feel for jt it's just sort of like a smaller heartbreak right yeah and i do think it sets up uh the jt page dynamic which i think is one of my favorite kind of Mm. unlikely friendships in the show Mm -hmm. yeah they spoiler alert brim they have more scenes together. <laughs> they okay. Looking alert. forward to that. They, they become friends. Can't wait. Spoiler alert! Yeah. That is a fun. That together. is a fun pairing. Isn't it fun? I, I like to imagine. Yeah, they could get into. They could get into hijinks because they're not exactly in the same social circle, mm-hmm. but they know all the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing what it's they get two up to. of the two of the best actors on the show. Two of my mm-hmm. favorite characters. I think that's why I like scenes where they're together. I love and, them both. Yeah, and I think that's why this subplot is so charming, even if it is mm-hmm. so like you know, it's you know, kind of like empty calories, but it's just so it's just sweet. Um. So, so be- before we wrap oh, up yeah. the B plot, you did yeah. get the the picture that I sent you both of the web camera okay. in the background. Okay. Did you see I it? See this. Um, that is, is that in line post- for the movie theater. That is in line for the movie theater. But there like, is a why web is camera. He there? I don't know. You never see him, but he but must be there. I don't know. Why is his little is, eyeball? Are you sure this isn't just there? a camera? Are you sure? Why would it just- be just a camera? <laughs> it's the same eyeball fork camera. I don't from before. know. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Do you think they cut out a scene where Toby was there? They, that is the only thing that makes maybe sense to me. maybe. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Maybe. Because it is a weird detail. It is weird set dressing. But um, I... This is one of the things that I might actually put on the All About Degrassi Instagram. So go look. Maybe I posted it. Uh, I've had enough of your empty promises. I um... will post some things on there. I promise. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't know. Fans, tell us your theories. um, About the eyeball camera. What's what's up with this eyeball camera? Uh, okay, now we're wrapping things up. Uh, so Craig goes back home to get his things to stay with Joey because he's decided um, he's going to live with Joey. And his dad tries to get him to stay and he does the thing, but this is like a thread throughout the episode where he compares him leaving to his mother leaving them. Yeah, really and fucked up. 
Which, yeah, again, that's like he, he makes that comparison earlier on in the episode and Craig says like, oh, I'm not like mom. I wouldn't I'm not going to, you know, I wouldn't do that. Um, I wouldn't lie to you or something. And that's just like classic emotional manipulation. Um, and it's, it's again, it's just like, you know, it's like, you know, Craig obviously surely feels like very sore about, you know, his relationship with his mother. Um, and so to do that, it's just it's very it's sad. Yes. It's sad um but <sighs> craig to his credit he sticks to his guns and he leaves with joey and that's that's where we end the episode yeah and maybe the first episode ever that ends like after the conclusion of the storyline because yeah this is this i don't think we never see craig's dad again but it's like we have gone through a complete emotional beat and then the credits start which i appreciated because that's not normally what happens on the show <laughs> I thought this episode was so good. I thought it was <laughs> this fantastic. Excellent. Um, I, I mean, just like the way that it builds suspense and like family intrigue and how like Craig as a new character to this ensemble, he still like has t- like the way they like wrote his backstory to tie into characters we already know. It's just a very good introduction. Yeah. I really think this is like Degrassi at its finest. Yeah. This is, I, I don't think we will cover an episode of Degrassi that I think is better. There might be more iconic ones, there might be sillier ones, more fun ones, but I think this is writing, directing, acting-wise, as good as the show gets. I loved it. Mm, it's, it's great. And um, it obviously goes there. I don't even... I was gonna ask, does this episode go there? I think this is the and easiest I think we agree. open and shut case of <laughs> it going there. It, it, it went there. Um, yes. Uh, well... What did what did we learn today? Yeah, let's let's get up and share with the class. Uh, I'm I'm happy to go first on this one. Okay. I learned that Craig was apparently once a skateboarder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he left his skateboard at the railroad tracks when he runs away from Sean, and that's why he's never seen skateboarding <laughs> again. That's what I learned. That's great. I learned that. You know, sometimes it takes a village to help you get out of a bad situation. Mm. And, you know, sometimes you have to be unafraid to face your trauma and, you know, your demons and, you know, and to open up to people about them. And that's sometimes what it takes to get you out of a bad situation. And yeah, yeah it's not it's, it's, it's OK to rely on other people. That's beautiful. But Brim. You, you learned anything today? I did. I learned that um, Jake Epstein also played Will in the first American tour of American Idiot, the Green Day, oh. Green Day musical. Wow. Yes. Remember so that? Like to see, I do. I would like to see Jake Epstein all punked up. I bet that would be a hot look for him. I guess he was a stage actor. Yes. Yeah. That's Looking at his Wikipedia, it seems like that's most of what he's been up to. It seems like he's been very successful in that. Good but, for him. Um, I also learned that American Idiot centers on three men, one of them named Will. <laughs> that's Jake okay. Epstein. One of them named Johnny, and one of them named Tunny. T-U-N-N-Y. Tunny? Like tummy, but with N's instead of M. That's uh, I don't like that. I, it's tunny. very confusing. It, tunny. Who, who plays the Jesus of suburbia? <laughs> uh, probably Billy Joe Armstrong. He plays Saint Jimmy. Is that the? Is that the I think Saint Jimmy. No, Saint Jimmy's a different character than Jimmy okay. than Jesus of Did suburbia. You no, wait. Watch this show. No, no, I just listened to the album a lot. The oh. album was a concept album that was like a <laughs> a rock opera. 
Yeah, I, re- I listened to the album a few times. I listened to it two or three times because a friend was like, it's so good. So I listened to it and I was like, I think this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I was unironically into it for the first like six months it was out. And then they fucking would not stop playing that Wake Me Up When December Ends yeah. song on the end. On, on the on end. On 107.7. On the end. Not, not on the end, on the oh. end. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> which was our our alternative radio station in seattle and mm-hmm. i was like wait i hate this whole album <laughs> yeah I, I would now because like at the time you there's no way i was going to see american idiot but now dude if it was playing at the pantages <laughs> yeah, I might oh my go god see yeah it. let's go to the pantages let's all go to american, american idiot, idiot. See yeah. jake epstein <laughs> only only if jake i want jake epstein to oh, come back exactly if jake epstein <laughs> does american idiot the pantages we have to do like, <laughs> a special uh we will we'll try we'll, not to get caught but we'll do we'll like, broadcast live yeah. yeah that'll be yeah. a page we'll bring our eyeball cam on a fork perfect yeah exactly uh well this was i think i was worried to talk about this episode because it's a little more fun to talk about this show when it's bad because <laughs> this was actually so... effective i don't know this is great i had such a good time i i think we made it into a very fun episode i hope if you were listening uh you understand that there's a blanket trigger warning for every episode of all about degrassi uh, <laughs> producer brim do you want you want to go ahead and put that in the <laughs> itunes description we'll talk about that say on that break. one more time yeah we'll talk about it on okay break. yeah well, uh this is the end of the episode.